Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring interviews with people who are sharing their passion for gratitude, self-love, and kindness. On this episode of the podcast, I'm really excited to welcome a good friend and a nurse who is working in palliative care during the COVID-19 pandemic, Kelly Stumpf. Kelly has so many beautiful ways to deal with stress, including choosing to wake up with gratitude. She uses humor to get through the day and has these really wonderful self-care practices that allow her to deal with the added stress and longer hours that she is working these days. Please help me welcome Kelly to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's Julie Boy here of Wake Up With Gratitude. I'm super excited to have a very special guest today. Welcome, Kelly Stump. Thank you. And we are recording this on April 3rd, 2020, which also happens to be your birthday. So happy birthday, Kelly. I know you've been celebrating for hours already, so this is fantastic. What a great uh, way to spend some time together on your birthday. And I get to share your beautiful story with uh, my audience and just share all the things that I love about you with other people. So thank you for being here, Kelly. So how do Kelly and I know each other? How are we connected? We met through our business uh, with USANA and we really created this beautiful connection actually through gratitude. So Kelly is someone who was already practicing gratitude before we met and really quickly we had that connection around gratitude uh, with my posts and then she would post as well. And then we both fell in love with the, this tree, this beautiful Arbutus tree that I see when I go for my morning sunrises and I would take pictures of this tree and Kelly's like, I love that tree. So, so every time I would go to the beach, I'd take a photo of the tree and put it on my Instagram stories and tag Kelly. And also like me, Kelly loves the ocean and the water. So she lives uh, on the other side of the country, outside of Toronto. And um, so I'll take videos of, you know, just the waves or whatever, and I'll tag Kelly in my videos. So she gets a little bit of respite and relaxation and meditation time after her shifts as a nurse. So Kelly, I am so excited to share your story with my audience because you not only are someone who's grateful already, but you have really great ways of dealing with times of stress. So Kelly, can you please share your story with us? Hi everyone. My name is Kelly Stump and uh, I'm a mom and a sister and a wife and I've been a registered nurse for 24 years. Uh, When I was eight I was actually hospitalized um, and that's where I got my diagnosis of Crohn's and I remember the one nurse in particular who took care of me and I'm not sure if it was her that inspired me to go on to nursing or my sister's ill health growing up but uh, anyway something led me into nursing and as I mentioned I've been doing it for 24 years and I've done all kinds of things from working in walk-in clinics, family practice, cardiac Uh, risk prevention and rehab. I've worked in the CCU and currently I'm working on a palliative care unit at the hospital. So that's a brand new job for me and of course I chose to do that during a pandemic because why not learn a new job and be scared (laughs) to go to work most days. So this pandemic has really changed the way 
I walk into work every single day. I have to have my badge on the outside of my coat so that I'm identified as staff. I have to stand six meters or six feet apart from my fellow coworkers as we walk in. We are divided by glass doors. We get screened. We get asked a multitude of questions. We have to do our hand hygiene. Then we get a mask that we put on and we wear for the entire 12 hours. So by the end of it, we are dizzy, we have headaches, we are exhausted because we're rebreathing so much carbon dioxide throughout our shift. We have goggles on, which I'm very grateful for the protective wear, but it's really wearing down on my skin. Uh, my skin is so sore when I wash it, the water really just hurts. So, um, but then I have to go and do my job because life carries on and people are still, yes, people are getting COVID, but people are still dealing with the all illnesses that were existing prior to this. And um, so on the palliative unit, it's really sad. There's no visitors allowed for the patients until they're about 24 to 48 hours away from death. And even then it's only one family member allowed. So we at work are trying to be the family for our patients and we're bringing them in all kinds of bad treats like one fellow loves Lay's chips and so guess what he gets Lay's chips from us and um, some people don't have their own toiletries and so we're bringing in things you know lotions and shampoos just to help them feel good as they're in their final stages of life. And you were saying too that um, you know you worked in cardiac care as well so tell me a little bit about that experience, because I think that kind of inspired a little bit of the work you do today with USANA. Absolutely. So I spent seven years working in a cardiac risk prevention program. And so what that meant is I sat down one-on-one -on -one with patients, and we looked at all of their... Uh, all of their issues, so high blood pressure, high cholesterol, sedentary smoking, alcohol intake, blood sugars, and then we talk about all the lifestyle things they could do to reduce those risks because the physician I worked for was very much um, holistic in his approach to cardiac care. It wasn't like, here, take your pills and see me in three months. It was, if you need medications, we'll give them to you, but you still have to do all of these things to keep you healthy. His approach was always lifestyle first, and then pills, medications if needed. And, and then we ended up doing a cardiac uh, rehab program. So people who have had bypass surgery or heart attacks or heart failure, we would bring them in and do a tailored exercise prescription for them, as well as all the lifestyle pieces. Um, and so that's what I love about USANA. It's a very holistic approach to wellness. It's not like, oh, here's your vitamins and that's all you need. It's mm -hmm. like vitamins are sometimes the starting point for people because it's much easier and it's a smaller time commitment. And as they have more energy, they see the value and the benefit and now they start exercising. Now they're more mindful of their stress management. Some people will meditate because all of the USANA associates all have uh, tools in their pocket that they get to share and so it's it's so nice that I get exposed to so many different ways uh, to keep myself healthy and well and then I can share that with my friends and family. Yeah it's great to see you know you've done a lot of different types of nursing and I, I find that really great actually that you've taken a career but made it into so many different ways of helping and serving others and then using your skills that you've learned 
into building a business with USANA as well. I mean, you are working full-time. USANA is a part-time business for you, but it, it can bring a lot of great things. Like you said, it's not just about supplements. It's so much more than that. I mean, I'm so grateful that you decided to do USANA as a part-time business because that's how we met and that's how we connected. And it is how we stay connected on a regular basis, you know, through our tribe and through our team. I mean, we're so used to meeting online that, you know, pandemic or no pandemic, we were meeting online before. And I think that is a real gift of the kind of business that we have is that it, it already exists online. We didn't have to shift or pivot our business to be able to, to stay connected during these really difficult times. Now you mentioned, of course, you started this brand new job in nursing during a pandemic. And of course you have some fear going into work. Um, as someone who has Crohn's disease, does that sort of play with your mind as you're going into work? Like, do you can, are you considered at more high risk because of that? Yeah, I am immune compromised because of the medications I take to manage the Crohn's. They do suppress my immune system. So I am fearful when I go into work. Um, thankfully, I have not been exposed to anybody with COVID yet. Um, but that fear is the same whether I've been exposed or not. I, right. I don't want to bring anything home to my family. So I change before I leave the hospital. I come home, I leave my coat, my shoes, my backpack in the garage. I immediately hop into the shower, have a shower, and then I, I clean the shower because I don't want, if something was you know on me, I don't want it lingering in the tub for my family members to be exposed. Wow. But then after my shower, I go home and wash all of my um, lunch containers in soapy bleach water. And then I go around and wipe off with Lysol wipes, any handle, anything that I have come in contact with since I got home. So it's exhausting. Um, so a 12 hour shift turns into 14 hours because of the time yeah. it takes you. Well, first of all, I'm guessing you have to arrive a bit earlier for your shift for all the like yeah. stuff that gets through the door. And then when you come home, there's all these steps you have to take to keep yourself and your family safe. It's a lot. And you know, gratitude is honestly like one of those things that we need so much right now, more than ever. I mean, you've seen the outpouring of gratitude for people, for the healthcare workers, the, the sirens going off, it's shift change, all of that. How about in your life? Like, where are you fitting in gratitude right now? How is that helping you to get through and manage this fear and anxiety that's happening in your life? Yeah. So my alarm goes off at 5am when I'm working a day shift because I have to be out the door by quarter after six. Um, but my alarm goes off and I don't get out of bed right away. I sit up and I take five minutes to express gratitude for, for all the things, you know, some people go, Oh, there's not much to be grateful for. We're in a pandemic. I'm grateful that I can breathe and see and hear and touch and taste and smell. I've got my family with me. I've got a home. I've got food. And while it's scary to go into work, I'm grateful that I have a job so that I don't have the financial worries on top of all the other scary things going on. Um, and then at work, uh, we get uh, emails twice a day kind of giving us updates on the COVID situation. And, and yesterday, one of the nurses said, hey, we only have seven patients in the whole hospital with COVID. And so I started clapping and I was like, that, we're going to take that as a good sign. It's only seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing is like the little things, the little reminders of gratitude, 
like you said, you were grateful. You're grateful for your goggles, even though your skin is raw from wearing your goggles. And that's been um, obviously something that's really important is having that PPE, that personal protective equipment. Um, Kelly, something else that I've seen you do to help you manage stress before we were in a pandemic is I love your approach to humor. You make us laugh. So I'm curious, like, is that something you kind of grew up with? Was there someone who inspired you to be kind of goofy and silly or where did that come from? And, and how are you, how have you used that to manage difficult situations in your life? So I think I get it from my dad, although I didn't grow up with him in my house. I think it's just in the genes. Um, I, I is, it a funny, is it found in your funny bone, that gene? I think so. Yes, it's in my humorous. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your humorous. Oh, I love a good anatomy joke. Um, okay, continue. Yeah, yeah but I, I think for me, so I'm 46 today, but my, my humor, I think, really blossomed when I lost my mom uh, seven years ago because it, she spent four months on the palliative care unit, the same work unit I'm now working on. Um, and so it, it was a really long draining process for my sisters and I to go through. We'd already lost our dad by that point. Um, and with my mom's cancer, I'm pretty sure it had gone metastatic to her brain. So it was very much role reversal. I became the parent, my sisters became mom's parents. She was now our child. Um, and so we managed it with humor. We did all kinds of, I'm sure the nurses thought we were off our rockers because they'd come in and we'd be dancing, we'd be singing. Um, we'd do mom's hair and makeup, even right up until the day before she passed, she had hair and makeup because that's what was important to her. So that made it important to us. Um, and then when my sister died two years later, that humor came right back into play again. And I'm so grateful for laughter through tears. It really is one of my most favorite emotions because they're opposites, but they complement each other and they really help us to cope. I was thinking about that when you, you know, we're talking about, you know, your mom passing and, and laughter and grief. And I, I, just to share a little bit of a personal story. Um, you know, my daughter who's nine, uh, she, it's been three weeks now that we've been at home and she's been handling it pretty well. She's a child that deals with anxiety and, and uh, separation anxiety and panic attacks, but she's been doing so well for the past probably six months. Things have been going really well. And, you know, I think our kids, like we don't actually necessarily know what's happening with them. And she just sort of yesterday, she just let it all go. And this like the crying was like sorrow filled, like not, I don't, you know what I'm talking about when you cry from sorrow and it wasn't, it, she didn't cry because her friend didn't message her back. Like she was crying because of sorrow and you know, I let her cry and I let her get that out because we need to let it out. But then how do we get through these moments with her is we find ways to make her laugh. And she's still crying, but now she's laughing. The tears are still coming. She's getting rid of those feelings. I mean, we've all done it, but it's yeah. so interesting when you said that all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment of like, when my daughter is really upset and crying, how do we help her shift, like get through this emotion? And you gotta, you gotta work through it. You can't just ignore it, right? Let that emotion through, but it's always, the shift always happens when there's laughter. Yes. 
So how wise are you, my friend? Thank you. That's so helpful. So you've been doing some silly things during COVID-19. So tell me a little bit about some of these like goofy videos you've been doing. Have you been on TikTok, my friend? Yes, I just discovered TikTok and um, my poor husband. This is a sign of how bored he is because... I, I, we did two t- TikToks together, and last weekend we did the one where I'm dressed as a nurse. It's a Halloween costume, nursing uniform, not sure my is. real uniform. And uh, he has toilet paper wrapped all around his head and this wall of toilet paper. And basically, in, in our little TikTok, I'm telling him, I'm really sorry, sir, you have COVID-19. And he's got toilet paper wrapped around his head, and he goes, but how can this be? I have all this toilet paper and he holds up a roll. Well, my husband's very shy and thinks I'm ridiculous and really doesn't like to get in on these things. But ever since we did that TikTok, he's now downloaded it oh. on his phone oh. and he, he's on TikTok a lot. And, oh my. and uh, he's like, well, how many likes did we get and how many views? And he, <laughs> he wants me to become his sugar mama oh. and be- um, TikTok famous. TikTok famous, yes. Well, we will share a link to that TikTok video for people to watch and inspire them to download the app. I actually, so I've been on TikTok for a while, but I don't always post. And I I have like a love-hate relationship with TikTok because it does make me laugh so much. But then I also like half an hour and you're like, what the, what just happened? <laughs> I just spent half an hour on TikTok, but it does make me laugh. So um, and I, I watch it with my daughter so that she watched it with me and I can kind of like skip through certain videos sometimes because there's no real like uh, language filter on TikTok, but so please use caution around young children. But uh, okay, I love what you've been doing with humor. That's been amazing. Um, one thing I, I would love to you know hear a little bit about Kelly is that you somehow manage, so you are actually in your treatment room right now, right? You do yeah. something called, is it therapeutic touch? Okay, so you have, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So a lot of people have heard of Reiki. And so I tell people that therapeutic touch is similar to Reiki in that it is an energy um, healing, not curing, an energy healing modality. Um, But it was designed by nurses for nurses. And and there's a lot of science behind it um, because it was nurses who developed it. And so therapeutic touch, I actually don't even have to be touching you. I I do my assessment hands off and then the treatment can be with my hands on or off. It's really up to the person who's receiving. And the great thing about it is it can be done by distance. So I, I can have you sitting at your home and me sitting at my home and you say, I have a headache. Can you give me a session? And as long as I know you're sitting down and resting and you know, I'm, I'm giving you the session, we can do it like that. And it does work. It's crazy. It works. It works. It's, it's all about being compassionately, compassionately present for somebody else and being very intentional about it. Which is, you know, really what you're doing in your work as well is that palliative care work is like you said, being compassionately present is what people need for sure. So my question is, you know, how, how are you doing all this? Like you are a mom and a wife, you are working this, these crazy hours at the hospital you have your therapeutic touch, which I know you're not seeing clients physically, but as you said, you don't need to physically be in the office anymore. Uh, you have your USANA business. How are you making all of this work right now? My days off are beautiful. I love it because I get to fill it with all this 
fun stuff is what I, is what I call it. And, and at work, I get to be present compassionately in a different way for people. Um, but I, you know, as busy as I am, I get up at 5 a.m. to leave at 6.15 for my shift. My alarm goes off and I, I turn it off, but I sit up and I practice gratitude. And I, right. I always try to be very mindful of all the, the simple things that I'm grateful for, like being able to see and touch and taste and smell and breathe and ambulate independently. And I have my family in my home and we have a home and we have food and we have transportation. Uh, and and even though it's scary to go to work at a time like this and my husband also still has to work he produces food so we're both essential yeah. uh, you know on the one hand I'm like oh everybody else gets to stay home but I'm grateful that I have a job to go to and I'm still getting a paycheck yeah I mean that is something it's you know both my husband and I are still working and I'm like watching all these people on Facebook with all this like time and they're having fun on TikTok and I want to make more TikTok videos too <laughs> but uh I'm working, my husband's working, we're adapting to both of us working from home. We don't leave the home. Uh, we have our daughter who I was already doing homeschooling, unschooling. So yeah, we're figuring it out too. Um, you have some fun self-care stuff that you do. Are you open to sharing a little bit about how you started off your birthday with some self-care? Yeah, I know. At first I was like, oh, bummer. Actually, I was supposed to be in Bahamas today for my birthday. We were going to arrive yesterday and spend the weekend in Bahamas celebrating my birthday. But uh, change of plans doesn't yeah. mean I can't celebrate. I just had to find another way to do it. And so I decided to start it off with a Celebiv skincare mask online party. So I had five of my girlfriends online with me. We were all doing the Celebiv skin masks. Uh, some of us had coffee, some of us had mimosas, and uh, while our masks were on for the 20 minutes, we kind of talked about how COVID has impacted each one of our roles, um, but then we shifted it and talked about what we're grateful for oh. during COVID, right? So um, my, my girlfriend, who's a designer, was grateful that she could do consults online by Zoom with clients, yeah. you know, and there's some yoga yoga classes that are online. I've seen free concerts online. And so we talked about all the, the unique ways people are still staying connected and giving back to the community in these crazy times. It is crazy times. And I love that you found a way to fit your self-care, self-love into your, like your little bit of business, a little bit of pleasure, supporting your friends, gratitude, and it didn't take that long, you know, that's what's awesome is it's, it's a great, you know, we can do these little things throughout our day that make such a difference. And like you said, your morning gratitude practice is really important. And this way to connect with friends and humor, all of these ways are going to make it easier to get through this. Um, when you kind of look at, if you're looking ahead, you know, next 90 days, next year, What's your kind of vision for where we're going, where your life is going? How do you, how do you see these next, you know, 90 days to six months unfolding for you and your family? I just really want to grow in being able to serve people. So in my new role at the hospital, because I'm new to the palliative unit, I know that I'm going to grow so much in my technical skill. I have the compassion and, and so I'm grateful that I, I have that and I don't have to work on that. I mean, 
I will practice it daily, but I, I'm not lacking in compassion. Um, but I'm looking forward to growing my skill and working with the palliative population. And I'm looking forward to growing my USANA business and being able to serve people in whatever manner they need to be served. So whether they're looking for supplements or skincare or ideas on how to get their health back on track because maybe they've let it go during COVID because we're all just in survival mode. Uh, and when this is over, um, you know, people might want to get back on track. It's hard when you're home away, people are eating their faces off because yeah. they're bored. Well, and also, I mean, this is a time for some people might actually want to become a part of our tribe and join us in the business because we are on this beautiful USANA ship that is sailing and it's, it's abundant. I mean, it's a very interesting time where, you know, the USANA, the corporate USANA is hiring and we're always hiring. Our team is always growing, but there's so much demand for what USANA has to offer with pharmaceutical grade nutritional supplements that are made in an FDA approved facility, like in terms of safety and security and potency and all those things that you look for. USANA is such a great fit right now for a lot of people. And it can be a scary time to think about investing in a business. But like you said, I mean, taking care of our bodies right now is, it's going to become evident that this was, you know, this, we knew, we knew you and I knew this wasn't just two weeks, right? but now that the rest of the world is starting to understand that we're in this for the long haul, you know, this investment in our cellular health, taking care of our bodies, like you said, it, there's a balance between, cause you've been through grief a lot. You've had a lot of grief to deal with in your life. And we know right now grief is global. There's a global grief for the loss of life the way we knew it. It will never go back, right? It's kind of like, I was listening to a podcast with Renee Brown and she said, you know, it's kind of like pre 9-11, like, right. right? Like going to the airport before 9-11 was one thing. And then going to the airport post 9-11, it's never going to be the same, right? right? And so we will talk about a time where what it was like before the pandemic and how life has changed permanently. And, you know, having something like USANA, having that team and that tribe and that way to create revenue. I mean, yes, you're still work, but if you were not able to go to work for whatever reason, you still have ways that you can create income from home, right? Absolutely. Yep. And that's, that's a real gift. And and you get to meet great people like you and I. <laughs> I know. We would never have met otherwise because you're out west and I'm here in Ontario. Yeah, like I mean, that's the thing. wouldn't have crossed otherwise. No, our paths would not have. I mean, I don't know how. You might have caught some of my gratitude stuff maybe because you're interested in that. But even then, like this relationship we've created has really been around this connection that we have through the business because we're, we're meeting on a regular basis to talk business, but not only, like you said, we, you know, we meet online and we just talk about like, tell me something good that happened this week, right? Whether it's business related or not, we need that time together. So, I mean, Kelly, you've shared so many amazing things with us, so many beautiful strategies to deal with these really difficult times. Um, there's so much gratitude right now for uh, people like you that are working in healthcare and really, truly risking their lives every day just by setting foot in a hospital and, you know, having to be in full gear all day long, which is very difficult, like you said, but 
you know, this, this outpouring of gratitude for the healthcare workers, it's really beautiful. And I just want to say, you know, personally, thank you so much for continuing to, to show up for those people that have no one right now and they really need you. It's an honor to be with people just as a nurse in general, it's an honor to and privilege to be with people at their most vulnerable. Um, but even now more than ever, because they feel so isolated, not being able to have visitors, it just, it's that much more special. So as we wrap things up, I love to ask my guests, if you could recommend that people do one beautiful self-love practice, what would that be for you, Kelly? I think, and this is what I did through my mom's illness. She was actively dying for four months in the hospital and I never stopped with my exercise. So I could work eight hours a day, go to the hospital for four hours after my, my shift. And then I would still come home and exercise. Okay. So exercise is huge. It really helps. It releases the happy hormones in the brain. And when we have those happy hormones, we can cope so much better with other things. So sometimes I don't even exercise for the physical part. It's for my mental health. That's super important. We're going to need so many strategies for our mental health these days, as you know, I do believe like a lot of people that the bigger crisis will be the mental health crisis of having been so isolated for so long. So I'm really glad you shared that exercise is, it's something you can do from your home, inside your home. Uh, you can, if you're not isolating for 14 days, you can go out into your neighborhood or walk in nature. We shared how much you and I have this love for this beautiful tree, find a tree, hug a tree, right? Uh, whatever you need to do to, to connect with nature, like you said, mental health has to be number one and you can fit that exercise in while taking care of your mental health. Kelly, uh, besides TikTok, which I will post, where's the best place for people to connect with you if they want to connect with you and see what you're up to? Yeah, sure. I'm on Facebook at uh, Kelly Stumpf, S-T-U-M-P-F. I'd be happy to add any friends. Cool. And are you on Instagram too? I'm on Instagram at cronenrn at yahoo.ca. Okay. So we'll make sure that those links are posted with the video and the podcast and just Thank you so much for sharing this time on your birthday, Kelly. I really, really enjoyed this conversation and I, I just can't wait to share it with, uh, with our beautiful gratitude community. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. If you'd like to continue your journey with gratitude or stay connected, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Did you learn something from this episode? Was it of value to you? Please share with your friends and don't forget to add us to your favorites and download the episodes automatically when they are posted.